weirdos hello uh we are the weirding hour you are listening to us thank you we are a podcast uh we talk about weird topics each week and we do a weird craft uh because for some reason we decided that was a good idea um this this week we are talking about so it's supposed to be what is it supposed to be turns of phrase which was requested from a listener. Thank you very much for your suggestion. We're so grateful for it. Some of us maybe haven't done turns of phrase because that's kind of difficult, um, but we'll see. Um, and our craft is charcoal. Charcoal. Oh shit, I'm Nina. I'm Bothwell. I'm Rhea. Yes, smashing it. And together we are Destiny's Child. <laughs> yeah. We are Wild Stallion. Oh, that's yeah, that's better. Oh, but I don't, I don't know who that is or any of the names of them. Oh. So, shotgun Beyonce. <laughs> the wild stallions are from Bill and Ted. Oh, yeah. So can... they are Bill and or Ted. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be Beyonce. You can be Bill. And Ted. all right, Mary, well, you have to be Ted. Actually, that Nina could be Death. Death. Mhm. Is Death uh, hot? Uh, Death. Death is a bold man in a cape. Yeah. And I think, I think to be honest with you, he's a bit too cheery to be played by Nina. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Uh, but Bill one. and Ted do get him in the nuts. Uh, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too soon? It's been 25 years. <laughs> uh, shall I go first? Yeah, We've go got first. Else to say. We're dive straight in. Let's do it. Just, just to point out, I really thought it was weird words we were doing. So, yeah, I'm just getting y'all well, ready for that. It was turns of phrase, but then we changed it. We expanded it to weird words because you guys complain when the topic's too broad, but you also complain when it's too niche. So, I think that's fair of us. We, the suggestions that, that people submit are loose suggestions. Like our bowels. To be interpreted oh. like our bowels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have got classic me, it's a list. Woo! And I actually did do turns of phrase. Nice. Which are like expressions and idioms and stuff, yeah? Yeah. I didn't look up what turns of phrase are. No, you totally use the word idioms all the time, so it's cool. <laughs> you fucking idiom. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go. So um, they're all short and sweet, but some of them are kind of cool. So bite the bullet. It means accepting something difficult or unpleasant. So it's from, supposedly, <laughs> in the olden days when doctors were short on anesthesia during a uh, battle. So it's mainly like on a battlefield. They ask the patients to literally bite down on a bullet to distract them from the pain. Because oh. that's what they had on hand. You yeah. think being a doctor, they'd have other stuff other than bullets. Yeah. But... Were they just picking them up from outside? <laughs> like, are you guys using this anymore? Okay, thanks. Bye. Oh, I think they just pull it out the wound and shove it in your mouth. Oh, oh that doesn't feel hygienic at all. No, <laughs> but also, if they've already pulled it out the wound, there's no need to ask you to bite down on it anymore. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, they probably, presumably, would sew it up. Uh... Their job, their job is literally just pulling bullets out of people and then being like, there you go, on your way. Yeah, fuck off. 
back to war. Yeah, go shoot some more people. Um, so the first recorded use of the phrase was in 1891. So it's not that old. Um, next is breaking the ice. So <laughs> this one, um, th apparently the meaning of it is to break off a conflict or commence a friendship. Do you, what? To break off a conflict? I've literally never heard that. No, no, that's rubbish. Yeah, it's yeah, like a little bit of conflict here. This is Grammarly.com. <laughs> oh. Guys, why are you paying for Grammarly? They don't even know what break the ice means. Yeah. Um, so breaking the ice is when you like get rid of the awkwardness when you first meet someone by yeah. uh, uh, giving them a friendly punch. Yeah. I don't or know. A, a quick hand job. This is why Nina has <laughs> other friends and no one else. <laughs> I'm not good at making the friends, it's true. Um, so the phrase comes from um, ships literally getting stuck in ice um, when they're traveling to places. And the country that the ship was traveling to would send smaller ships out to break the ice um, and clear their way for trade ships so it was kind of it was to help them get there and it was like a gesture that showed friendship and it was sort of reaching out to the other countries which is why it's breaking the ice oh i see because you're breaking through ice to get to other countries and make friends and slash take their stuff yes wage them war trade them give them disease yes all those things so Mad as a hatter. You guys must know the meaning of this one. Yes. I'm going to presume it's a Lewis Carroll based thing. Um, it's so it, not. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Rhea, you fucking tell her. I won't. It's your It's your thing. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right. So it didn't originate from Alice in Wonderland. So it is like it existed before Lewis Carroll and he took it and put it into his books as a thing basically jk rowling just taking all the uh, previous bits oh. before and pretending they're your own so hatters used to use mercury to make hat felt and mercury is very toxic and so it uh, it said it's marked by shyness irritability and tremors that would make the hatter appear quotes mad so Generally, back then, hatters were a bit weird. Yeah. Um, what was the lead used in? Mercury. Mercury, mercury sorry. To make hat felt. Hat felt. So felt. Oh. For that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how. I'd. No, I was like, which, which bit of the hat does that go in? Ria, your clothes and fashion. Yeah, I've not made any felt hats. So. Or felt, I presume. Have you ever made felt? Yeah. Oh, have you? Yeah, obviously you have. <laughs> um, so this one, cat got your tongue. Oh yes. Um, I'm going to presume that is from. No, I don't know. It's from when cats attack you, and get your tongue. Oh fair. It's well, not. So it's one possible source is from ancient Egypt where. Apparently, liars and blasphemers' tongues were cut out and fed to the cats. Oh. Num, 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 num. In Egypt, cats were worshipped, weren't they? Yeah. Um, so should but, you give them tongue or yeah, should you give them something better? I think 
um, tongue would be quite a treat for a cat. I don't know. They like meat. Mm, it might be. I don't They're know. Like weird I, dry kibbly bits. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, so that's one supposed explanation for it. The other one is that the English Navy used to use a whip that was called the Cat of Nine Tails. Um, and it was said that the pain was so severe that it caused the victim to stay quiet for a long time after being flogged with it. So it would be like the Cat of Nine Tails got your tongue. Cat got mm -hmm. your tongue. So that one's fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad we've got past the stage of like actively beating people into doing work. Like that's that's really awful. Oh, have we? Well, I mean, probably not everywhere. No. <laughs> yeah. Now we just keep them in poverty and stuff. Yeah, we have different ways of torturing them. Yeah, it's great. And you know what we do to that? We turn a blind eye. Oh. Segway, segway. I see what she did there. Nice mm -hmm. segue. So that's to ignore reality, basically, because you don't want to know what's happening. So apparently this was because of the British Naval Admiral Horatio Nelson, uh, so he had one blind eye and supposedly once when the British forces signalled for him to stop attacking a fleet of Danish ships, he held up a telescope to his blind eye and he said, I do not see the signal. And he, so he attacked anyway and he won. Yeah. So. Uh, kind of sounds what? like a bit of a dick. He's like, yeah, he I don't know sound. what you're talking about. I can't see it. La 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 la. And everyone's like, we know what you're doing. We yeah. We can see your okay. But he won, so he kind of got away with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's always the way, isn't it? Hey, you didn't do the thing we wanted, but you did something else that did work. Okay, fine. You can have a big statue in Trafalgar Square. Yeah. Can I have a big statue in Trafalgar Square? Um, wage some wars first. No, I would it. just, I would just like. Uh, for there to be a replacement statue of me uh, so you guys could just knock Horatio Nelson's statue off the top it's quite high just... isn't it yeah are you scared of heights depends on the situation I think well I think this situation climbing up a tower to knock off yep. a statue probably yep. scared of that and, re ah, and replace it with me yeah you could That's overcome the... it that's the scary part. <laughs> Just seeing a statue of you. <laughs> Terrifying. Um, so next is go the whole nine yards. So uh, it means to try. Is your that best. a sewing reference? No. Oh. Nine yards? That's like nine meters. I don't know. They're bringing back metric stuff. I'll probably have to learn what it is. In then they're bringing metric no, back. Imperial. Imperial. <laughs> <laughs> That's that uh, Justin Timberlake song, isn't it? Yeah. Bringing metric back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it means to try your best at something. And it's not from sewing. It's apparently one of those phrases that comes up during wars. So it was during the Second World War. Fighter pilots were equipped with nine yards of ammunition. And so when they ran out of it, it meant that they had tried their best fighting off enemy targets and they'd gone right to the end of what they could do um so they've gone the whole nine yards fair enough ah. not too weird that one not too weird interesting 
Um, okay, hair of the dog that bit you. You've done this before, Nina. Have I? Yeah. When? Uh, <laughs> uh, in Old Wives Tales. Oh, well, oh. yeah. I don't remember it, so I'm sure our listeners won't remember it. That's right. They won't remember hair of the dog that bit you. So I'm going to do it anyway because it's do really it. quick. I can't believe um, you're repeating your homework. So hair of the dog that bit you is hangover cure. Um, and this is apparently a medieval saying that originates from the belief that once you're bitten by a dog that's rabid, that you could cure it by applying the dog's hair to the wound. I mean, again, with the not very hygienic. I feel. Don't think medieval times were super. Stick it in there. You know what I really need is a fucking hairy wound. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Unacceptable. (laughs) Listeners, we would like to apologise on behalf of Bria. (laughs) That was gold. Well, I was going to cut that out because I'd already done it, but now I have to leave it in there for that joke, don't I? So, (laughs) Okay, um, next is burying the hatchet. So that's to, like, settle your differences with someone, uh, like an opponent of yours. Um, And apparently this was a thing that Native Americans did so it comes from a thing they literally did where they buried hatchets when they came to a peace agreement as like a symbolic representation of kind of that peace agreement. Oh, that's kind of nice. I know. I thought it was cool. It is cool. Um, okay, and this is my last one. Rhea, can you let us know if she's already done it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Okay>. inevitably. <laughs> Okay, so this is my last one, and it's buttering someone up. Um, So that's when you, like, lay on the flattery on someone to try and, like, get something out of them. I was just going to say butterfingers. Oh, and where were you going with that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, just sort of combining that with buttering someone up. Like, I don't know, like, it, it just gets in a situation. Nina, please, please interrupt her. <laughs> um, okay, so this is good. This is a weird thing to follow that up with. <laughs> but apparently, so many people claim that it, the origins of this phrase are ancient India, where people um, used to throw balls of ghee butter at statues of gods when they were asking them for favours. So it's like, um, not sacrifices, what's the word? Offerings. Yeah. <laughs> sacrifice this lurpak <laughs> please grant my wishes <laughs> uh yeah there you go short but repetitive <laughs> short but you've heard it before so hey so Don't glad need to go into hey. um right it's my turn, i stuck to the topic yeah i've wildly not um so basically, <laughs> I thought I'd slightly veered off the topic. Um, be- that was when I thought the topic was weird words, because clearly I've just forgotten the entire conversation that we had last week. Um, so I've, in fact, veered off that 
and gone into uh, the origin of language and quite specifically <laughs> some mythical or origins of language. So not even remotely topic, but I've done it now. So buckle up, bitches. I also found them really amusing. Okay, as long as they're weird, I'm in. Well, let, let's see. So the first one that I looked at was um, based on the Hebrew Bible. Um, so bear with on this. It attributes the origin of language to humans um, with the fact that Adam was asked to name the creatures that God had created. I'm, I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. I have Ted, to interrupt already. Yeah. Bill. This is relating the origin of language to humans. Yeah. I feel like I probably could have done that. Do I get a degree? Yeah. Cool. Congratulations. You have just uh, humans invented language. From... Great. Yeah, but this is a potentially made up human, so bear with. Oh, um, even better. So there was the idea that originally there was one language that is sometimes referred to as Adamic or the language of Adam. Um, just that one guy on his own yeah. talking to himself. Exactly. Oh, yeah. No mention of Eve, obviously. Um, having said that, given that within our language we have a fish called a boop boop and the chicken turtle, I think you can tell it was entirely designed by a dude. But anyway, a boop um, boop. so as you've noticed, we don't all wander around speaking one language. We're not all chatting Adamic. So now I'm going to tell you about the Tower of Babel which is Hebrew for Babylon. Um, and so this is how you get all the different languages of the world. And I kind of love this story. So <laughs> according to the Tower of Babel, um, following the Great Flood, which I'm guessing is Noah and his ark full of animals, um, there was That's, a united... The other one. The other, that famous flood. <laughs> there was a united human race uh, who spoke a single language. And apparently they all decided to migrate eastward um, to the land of Shinar, which is apparently kind of present day Iraq, parts of Iran, Turkey, Syria and Kuwait. So that area, which was called Mesopotamia. Um, and anyway, so they decided to build a really boss ass city that was going to be huge. And they also decided they were going to build a tower tall enough to reach heaven. Nice. Yeah. Isn't that cheating? Well, yeah. <laughs> so it is, there are... But like the best kind of cheating yeah i mean give it a go lads cheating god <laughs> yes well <laughs> this is what he doesn't appreciate so hang on a second oh, um, fuck up. so there are some theories that they wanted to build this tower so that if there was another flood um flood two electric boogaloo uh they'd be safe because they'd just run up to the top of the tower and i don't know just hop on into heaven maybe i don't know um just to point out as well this is well before elevators so they would be getting in their step count massively god caught wind of this uh, plan to build this tower and became concerned that Wait, was literally he, the word did used. he catch wind of it because he's i don't know god omnipotent <laughs> <laughs> i'm using the phrasing that they did <laughs> he caught wind of this tower and became concerned, thinking that this was a type of blasphemy. Oh. And therefore, he decided to scupper their plans, not by like smashing the tower or doing any of that. He confounded them and caused them to speak all different languages so that they couldn't understand one another, and then scattered them across the world. Oh, oh what a dick. 
I was going to say that, that would be quite funny if he just made them all speak different language and then they'd be like, oh, 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 like, how do we get up the fucking tower? Ah, oh, this is very confusing. That would be funny to watch. But yeah. then sending them all apart, that's that's a dick move. I, mean, I feel like not... he was really pissed at that point. You know, he he didn't just kind of like take the toys away and put them in the cupboard. Like he was like, right, that's it. I'm selling them and you have to move out. He posted them to different corners of the earth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the cube. But like, it, I, I just don't, yeah, because if he'd left them at the Tower of Babel, like, I don't think speaking different languages would have, like, caught them out too it. long. Like, yeah. you, you point at the tower and then you, <laughs> you go up it. Like, you don't need to speak for that one. That's a, there's one thing you're going to do with a tower and that's go up it. Yeah. So what you're saying is you agree with God? Uh, in the sense that he should have sent everyone across the planet to the four corners of this round earth. Can I just I, think it'd be I way more you, funny to watch. Can I read you part of the passage? Because it's fucking great. Yeah, please do. Okay. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men builded. Sponsored by Grammarly. Yeah. <laughs> And the Lord said, behold, the people is one and they all have one language and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Go to let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth and they left off to build the city. Oh, wait, so they hadn't even really built that. the fucking tower. I don't know. I don't know. I thought they had built it. That's why he came down. It's very confusing. <laughs> I mean, he didn't just confound language. He confounded that paragraph. Yep. <laughs> and I'm confounded to this day. Uh, so there we have it. Um, the next one I'm going to tell you is the Aztec story of language. And again, this kind of goes into not just language, but how we all speak different languages. I really like this one. So. The Aztec story of language also takes place after there has been a great flood. Um, and they maintain that there was only one man called Cox Cox and a what? woman. Yeah, Cox Cox. Is the woman called Fad Fad? Fad Fad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one mind you share. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I'm one scared to pronounce mind. it. Her name is spelt X-O-C-H-I-Q-U-E-T-Z-A-L. So I think it's Coxiquitzel? Yeah, that sounds right. I'm just going to apologise. Um, but they survived having floated on a piece of bark. So and while just... the rest of the world drowned, they survived because they had some tree. Um, so they found themselves on land and apparently begot many children uh, because they didn't have TVs back then or the internet. So what else are you going to do? Yeah, um, I mean, and it takes like nine months to gestate a baby, so it's yeah. quite time to build up that many children. Thanks, yeah. God. So there was a little bit of a glitch, though. All their children, um, when they were first born, they were meat. Were ugly. <sighs> oh. <laughs> okay, Ria. Um, that's an opinion. It's a strong one. You've had it. That's great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move along. Um, so these children couldn't speak and apparently the great spirit took pity on them 
and sent them a dove. Oh, I love I love when I get doves. It's great. Well, this was a special dove because apparently it was going to attempt to teach the children how to speak. Nice. Which I feel would be problematic beyond the word coo. <laughs> but apparently <laughs> the dove is the choice. Maybe uh, um, the crow because they are very yeah, good at speaking. Okay. They are. They're super smart. Doves? Oh, crows. Oh, yeah. They should have sent a crow. I was going to say, doves aren't. They're relatives of the pigeon. No, no. I mean, they are pigeons, aren't they? They're just white pigeons. Relatives of. That's right. All right. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, crows beat doves. Um, anyway, the dove made a slight boo-boo because it actually gave each of the children a different language so oh. that they could understand one another. You hate uh, it when you send your dove to see, teach someone to talk and you find out it's your fucking multilingual dove. Yeah. Showing off, trying to impress people, fucking up. But that's how the Aztecs believed that the different, uh, the Toltecs and the Aztecs were descended. So this is how they uh, they split themselves. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so moving along to ancient Greece. Uh, so there was a myth um, which told that for ages men had all lived under the law and rule of Zeus and spoke la one language. I don't know what that was. Let's presume Greek or Zeusian. Huh. I like Zeusian. Let's do that. Um, however, I'm struggling to believe the narrative of narrative of this that there was a myth in Greece. There was a myth in Greece. Maybe they were mistaken. Unacceptable. language. So <laughs> I taught myself. Um, so yeah, they're all there speaking one language, but then Hermes came in and Hermes decided to fuck shit up. So Hermes, if you remember him, he's the one with the helmet and the wings on his feet. He's the he's one who uh, like rings on your doorbell, but hasn't actually delivered your parcel. Yeah, lobs it into the garden, is like, totally left it in a safe space. Right? Takes a shit on it and is like, oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that. Hermes aren't that bad. You're thinking of yodel. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, <laughs> Ruined my joke. Sorry. So he's known as the Herald of the Gods. He's also considered the protector of human heralds, travellers, thieves, merchants and orators. Um, he moves quickly and freely between the worlds of the mortal and the divine uh, because he's got winged sandals, which are fucking cool. They are, uh, they are next step up from roller skates. Quite yeah, frankly. I've always wondered about this, though, because it feels like wings on my back feels like something I'd be able to control. Yeah. Like, or even wings kind of coming from my arms. That feels like something that that I would be able, you know, I'd be able to bank, I'd be able to swoop, I'd be able to do, you know, just anything. But like, just be upside down all the time. Oh yeah, like wings on my feet. Like what what is that? It'd be a little bit like if I got little separate boats for my feet and tried <laughs> to skate across water. Could you do that? Uh, I think people have tried. You you can't do it. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. So shout on Hermes. Anyway, uh, but apparently he taught mankind their many tongues, uh, and it was known as the god of babelization of language or babelization of language. I don't know what that word means. Straight out, straight off of Wikipedia, lads. Um, however, by bringing <laughs> By bringing diversity in speech, along followed separation into nature, into nations, and then discord ensued. 
So we all went, oh, now you're different. We hate each other. Let's have a fight. That um, sounds like humans, to be fair. 100%. Yeah. Spot on. And just the end of this, which I love, at which point Zeus then resigned his position, yielding it to the first king of men, Foreneus. So Zeus was like, okay, bye, bitches. <laughs> you made your bed. Lay in it. Yeah. Off, Hermes. Off Zeus thought. was kind of a dick all round. Like, you know, very, like, yeah. he turned rapey, women into animals it? and then would fuck them. So... And yeah. he himself was many different. He was like a glittering shower of gold yeah. or a swan, yeah. which I've never got, never felt compelled to have sex with any form of animal or a shower of glittering gold. Uh, a, a golden shower is urine, though, right? I don't think that's what he turned himself into. I think it was literally like flakes of gold through the air. Yeah, if, it, if, if a stream of piss just randomly came out of a cloud, <laughs> I would not be thinking, oh, hey. You'd be jumping straight on that. <laughs> oh, God. Let's get on this and then let's hit the town and have some dinner. Mm. That would be the worst. Just the worst. Oh. It's just like anyway. festival ever at the front. I have two more, two more origin stories for you. So one is an African story um, and involves the Wasanya a Bantu people of East African origin. And they have a story that the peoples of the earth knew only one language, but during a severe famine, a madness struck them, causing them to wander in all directions, jabbering strange words. And this is then how different languages came about from the strange jabberings of these these, um, people as they set up their own jabbering communities. I like that one. That's potentially my favourite. No, people yeah. are so hungry that they they just start talking nonsense. Talking nonsense. I yeah. do that when I'm hungry. I'm pretty sure I start to make less sense, get a bit stressed. Yeah, I don't like go off and form my own nation, but not famine. You build that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there is a difference. Probably does take a bit longer to, to get to the nation starting level. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is my last one. Uh, in South Australia, a people of Encounter Bay tell a story about how diversity in language came from cannibalism. Ooh. Yeah, Nina, this, this one's for you, Bibs. I'm here. Uh, I'm here. I'm, I'm the ready. resident cannibal. <laughs> the resident, I like it when it gets dark. So, in remote time, an old woman named Waruri, lived towards the east and generally walked with a large stick in her hand to scatter the fires around which others were sleeping. Apparently that makes sense. So um, she, she just comes out, comes and beats your fire out so that you die in your sleep? Apparently so. I, I, well, I'm guessing it's, you know, the fact that fires do tend to go out, don't they? So they're, they're saying it's that. I think anyway, troll level 100 and I am here for her. Fair. Wururi died um, and greatly delighted at this circumstance, uh, messengers were sent in all directions to give notice of her death. And then men, women and children came not to lament, but to show their joy. Yeah, she was fucking trolling them by putting their fires out. Yeah, but still, like, you know, think of some terrible people who've died. We don't actively rejoice at their deaths, do we? We're like, not sorry you're gone. Were you around um, when Margaret Thatcher died? She did. Yes, <laughs> she did. <laughs> yeah, quite. All oh, right. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I still, I don't, I'd probably be like, you know, I don't think people are going to miss you, but I don't think I'd actively rejoice. Anyway, I feel like we're getting off topic. Um, 
So a people called the Ramingira were the first who fell upon the corpse and they began to eat the flesh. And immediately they began to speak intelligibly. Uh, the other tribes from the eastward started arriving and they ate the contents of the intestines, which caused them to speak a slightly different language. The northern tribe came last and devoured the lower bow and all that remained and immediately spoke a language differing still more from that of the Ramingira. Ramingira? Ramingira. Either way. So depending on which bit of her they ate, they got a slightly different dialect. I'm concerned for the last lads because I feel that they got asshole. Ah! <laughs> and I just feel like the quality of language might have dipped from that point. I don't uh, know. I mean, certainly the the eating experience might have diminished. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this got less enjoyable. I don't know, like in, I don't feel like intestines are particularly. Mm. No, they can be chewy. Anyway, that was my that was my origin and diversity of language, which was not remotely the topic. I hope you enjoyed the lesson. <laughs> I mean, I think it was a bit the topic, so yeah. Oh, thanks, Ria. We yeah. when we stretched it to weird words. Also, our fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> rules, bish. Yep. Also, please thanks for sending us in your suggestions. We really like it. Please. Yeah, and please still listen, guys. Love <laughs> you. Sometimes we'll do them. Okay. Uh, I'm going to look at a few uh, phrases that refer to cats yay because uh monica is a little roulard next to me oh, and monica that's so cute like i love little cat roulard but don't eat it because it's too hairy <laughs> and scratchy oh that's what she said no she just bit me she bites me so much these days but like it's it's the little cute bites where it's like like little light she just puts her teeth on mm. on me like, she's like don't fucking call me roulard yeah exactly um anyway moving on i am starting with the phrase more than one way to skin a cat oh, no. every time i hear that i'm like what the fuck okay so we know that that kind of means uh, there's more than one way to do something. So, like, if you try one way, you're like, ah, oh, that didn't work. Uh, so I'll try this other way. Um, but to be honest, I haven't heard of a range of methods to skin a cat. So, <laughs> so it, it feels a little bit like that that doesn't apply. Is there more than one way to skin a cat? I don't think there is. I think there's pretty much one way to skin most things, a successful way and a not successful way. Just just take the skin off, isn't it? I mean, it I suppose it depends what you count as a different way. Like if you start at the top and then start at the bottom, is that two different ways or is that just doing yeah. the same thing well, from a different side? You wouldn't start at the top or start at the bottom. You'd start in the middle. I mean, I've not skinned You'd start in the middle. Fucking <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> psychopath. What? Everyone's seen butchering, haven't they? Uh, have they? All right, just me. Um, no, but like, and also like filleting a fish or or what have you. Like, everything starts in the middle because that's the easiest place to start. What about humans? God, yeah, I'd start in the middle. Wasn't it Julie Andrews who very famously said? start at the very beginning that's a very good place to start 
uh, about skinning a cat? <laughs> well, I can't remember the context, so maybe. <laughs> well, that's classic, that's, Julie. Uh, it does sound like something she would say. <laughs> um, that Julie. So, I actually did look up methods to skin a cat because I was oh, like, Maria. <laughs> look, because I was thinking, okay, is there more than one way to skin a cat? How would you do it? Who would do it? Why would anyone skin a cat? Yeah. Uh, and uh, and there is an article in the New York Times. It's a very short article, but it's an article um, talking to a taxidermist called Anthony Eddy. And he advises that you should go with the grain of the hair. The, the grain of the cat. Well, I guess what it <laughs> because like you wouldn't stroke a cat from its ass to its head, would you? You'd start at the head and stroke it down. So like I presume that the grain of the hair yeah. is like it going back like that. Um, and this Anthony Eddy guy, he's worked on house cats. He's worked on bobcats and he's worked on mountain lions. And he says that uh, the cleanest way to skin a cat uh, begins with a so-called dorsal cut. So that's going to be sort of in the side of your middle. Cool. So just remember, guys, uh, if you need to skin a cat and to be honest, I'm not. I'm not recommending that you skin cats because as these I guys... mean, you did start this by saying Monica was biting you a lot more than yeah. usual. And then you went straight on into this is how you skin a cat. Well, yeah, mm, no, that's that fair. That is fair. No, I really, I really don't want uh, Monica skinned. Um, and I don't want any cat skinned, to be honest. Uh, I am, as these guys keep pointing out, a vegan. Uh, excuse uh, me. Bothwell keeps pointing out. I'm a lover of cats. So um, Eddie also recommends that you should always use a sharp blade, though, like what kind of fucking dickheads going, yeah, <laughs> blunt butter knife. Got a spoon over here. <laughs> like, I just I'll just scoop the insides out. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, oh and oh, this is nice. Peel the skin back as you would an orange. Nice. And then trim carefully around the paws, mouth, nose and eyes. Hmm. I know it's horrible. It's horrible. Um, he he had also suggested that the very first thing you should do with a dead animal, uh, if you're using it uh, for, you know, uh, taxidermy, is to shove it in the freezer. Put it in the up. freezer. Yeah, just after death. So that when you thaw it out, it's easier to skin. Oh. So, um, moving away from methods of skinning a cat, because... Oh, what? Yeah, great, thanks. <laughs> it's appreciated. Yeah, no, it's it's all right. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I just wanted to cover all angles of this phrase. So the phrase was used uh, for the first time in 1840, and it was by an American humorist, Seba Smith, um, or Seba Smith, I don't know. And she used it in her short story, which was called The Money Diggers. Um, and she wrote uh, very clearly, 
as it said, there are more than one ways to skin a cat, so there are more ways than one of digging for money. So, I again, it just really is there more than one way to dig for money? But also, those two things are like, what does that have to do with anything? It's an odd way of putting it when it's never been said before and you're inventing it. Yeah. Well, no, because she said, as it said, there are more than more ways than one to skin a cat. So it's clearly been in general use before eighty. But this is the earliest record of it being in use. I see. But also, it seems the only link here in this particular phrase is more than one. She's trying to indicate that there are options in how to dig for money, which feels like bullshit because I feel yeah, I call like bullshit. If, if you've buried the money and then you're, you're digging, I feel like a spade is going to be the only thing that's going to do it. But that depends if it's a literal interpretation. Yeah. Because if it's I'm, like I'm trying to get yeah. extort money. Yeah. Okay. If it's about extorting money, ooh. And then skinning a cat might be a way to define extorting people. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. you're... Ooh, ooh, I hadn't thought of that. Well done, Nina. You solved the mystery. <laughs> I'm just here to blow your minds. Uh, you did. Well done. Good on you. Um, so uh, before that, though, there was a record of other ways of uh, defining that there are options. So instead of saying there's more than one way to skin a cat, uh, back in 1687, the English naturalist, naturalist, nature uh, one of them's a nudist yeah exactly um which i don't never know which one <laughs> it's a naturalist so that's fine if he was a naturist then he would be a nudist there we what go. if he was both uh, he might have been who knows i mean it was 1678 uh and i have no other records about him but this guy was called uh john ray and he wrote a collection of English proverbs and he wrote this one this one's going to upset you Bobs I'm sorry there are more ways to kill a dog than hanging oh well he can fuck off can't he it's a proverb yeah yeah, yeah I think essentially uh our our way of defining we've got options in how to um do stuff involves torturing animals so like oh there's more than one way to torture this animal Ugh. these guys are all pricks that's yeah my, i think that's my I hot take like, i feel like in the past people spent far too long torturing animals um and there are other authors who wrote about killing cats so in 1855 um in the classic westward ho charles kingsley wrote there are more ways of killing a cat than by choking it with cream i mean yeah okay not like, sure it needed to be written 
no it's it's weird isn't it it's it's a weird yep um and then basically other uh phrases involved killing cats with butter or or killing dogs with pudding um and also mark twain in 1889 in um a connecticut yankee in king arthur's court wrote she was wise subtle and knew more than one way to skin a cat um implying that she was resourceful i think so yay if you want to imply someone's resourceful suggest they could animal cruelty (laughs) yeah uh and then some people have uh looked at the origins of this phrase and said oh no actually it's referring to catfish um but it doesn't really make sense because Mm these are phrases coming from different countries like the uk doesn't particularly have catfish um but there's still that phrase um and and also again fish there's there's really only one successful way to do it uh another possible origin might be a move in gymnastics so there's a move called skinning a cat which uh, athletes kind of uh, pass their legs between their arms while hanging by their hands from a horizontal bar um, in a way which might suggest turning an animal's skin inside out. But again, this seems like it's probably bullshit because it's one single move and you wouldn't do it a different way because then it would be a different move. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's amazing. So basically, it's difficult to tell like what the exact origins of this might be. So there's a bunch of them all just like swirling around existing. So another possibility is um that it started in the Middle Ages. Um, So if you were accused of witchcraft and you owned a cat, that would obviously be seen as your familiar and it would be executed with you. And some uh, cats and humans would be skinned and burned at the stake. This is such a bummer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Um, (laughs) but like it also suggests that this kind of happened whilst they were alive which is makes it even less bummery right (laughs) which is a bigger bummer yeah um so yeah well so then that kind of limits the possibility of more than one way to skin a cat to being two whilst it's alive and whilst it's dead. Wow. Uh, is this is this is this really bad, guys? I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, moving swiftly on, the other phrase that I'm going to look at linked to cats is there Kick is hard cat in the face, and you'll have a. <laughs> Good Tuesday. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that famous turn. <laughs> no, it's even more famous than that one you just made up. Uh, there's hardly room to swing a cat in here. <laughs> I still feel it's... We're not very nice to cats in our no, linguistic no. creation, are we? No, we, we are not in any sense. Uh, so this has I been. I feel like I know where this one's from. This has been recorded in use by Richard Kefail. Was talking about um, poor people linked to the plague and their living conditions, and the nature of how disease might be connected to those tight living spaces. Um, so he gives an account of a poor family dying alone. So at this present, most of those houses which are infected are the habitations of poverty. In some obscure close place in the suburbs, as towards St. Giles and C. Uh, one house I know more especially by Cursitor's Alley, where the man, his wife and child lived in a room that looked more like, for bigness, a great chest than anything else. They had not space enough, according to the vulgar saying, to swing a cat in. So hot by reason of closeness and so nastily kept besides that even took away a man's breath to put his head but within the doors. So that's the first record of it in use. So it's obviously, and he's referring to it as a vulgar saying, so it's clearly used by the common folk, but he in particular is kind of linking it to, to obviously the plague and poverty and how it's passed in that kind of proximity, which, you know, links um, to a, another little thing kind of happening these days. What? I've... No way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of interesting. Um, so it's thought that it could be a reference to the earlier Cat of Nine Tales um, that would be used. This guy on... again. Yeah, exactly. So, I know this bit. So you might be all like, oh, there's not enough room to swing a cat in here um, whilst you're going in to whip someone. But this actually feels unlikely because it would have been used on deck. So you would have had plenty of room to swing that Cat of Nine Tales. But what, what, no, shut up, that's, shut up. What? Shut up. <laughs> I, I thought I knew that one and, um. What did that, you think it was? It could be. Well, they, that's it. They, they like, so they, the Cat of Nine Tails is a whip that they whip people with it on ships. But if they're below deck, then they're like, there's not enough room to swing a cat. Yeah. But that, I mean, they might have said that. They might have said, oh, no, we've got to whip them up on deck because there's not enough room to swing a cat in here. <laughs> and then they would have moved. It would just be quite it, a weird. <laughs> it would be a weird conversation <laughs> that suddenly become a phrase that we say. Yeah, it would. As a, Damn it. As a phrasing. Um, but, I mean, it's not impossible. What it's more likely to be is that people are shit and that it might well have been a cruel game that people played no. with cats. 
Yeah. Okay, you're not allowed to go last anymore, I'm afraid. Yeah. Oh. We're sorry, listeners. I didn't mean to bum everyone. All right. She's uh, got you pegged. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Where did that phrase come from? No, okay, don't worry. <laughs> um, fantastic. So, um, yeah, there were lots of cruel games that people played. Um, so, in Much Ado About Nothing in 1599 by obviously good old Will Shakespeare. Will yeah, my friend. If I do hang me in a bottle like a cat and shoot at me and he that's hit me let him be clapped on the shoulder and called adam uh which is a uh like an outlaw like robin hood not just like a random fucking name like (laughs) call me adam (laughs) um but yeah like people would do that they would put a cat in a bottle and hang it and shoot at it for shits and giggles um because they're shits yeah because there they are should be no giggles yeah there, there should be so um yeah so it says in some countries of england a cat was formerly closed up with a quantity of soot in a wooden bottle such as that which shepherds carry their liquor and were suspended on a line. He who beat out the bottom as he ran under it and was nimble enough to escape its contents was regarded as the hero of this inhuman diversion. So again, another game where it's just like, oh, cats, they get riled up. Won't this be funny? What the fuck? (laughs) Rhea, why have you chosen this? You love cats. Yeah. You love cats. I'm not Do doing <laughs> I'm not doing this to cats. Okay, this good. Is something yeah, that's fair. people did to cats in the past. Um, there is uh, another joke with a cat, but this is actually uh, less harmful to the cat. So this would be a joke that people would play on people. So um, they would call it uh, whip the cat. So cat whipping or whipping the cat, a trick often practiced on ignorant country fellows vain of their strength by laying a wager with them that they may be pulled through a pond by a cat. The bet being made, a rope is fixed round the waist of the party to be catted and the end thrown across the pond to which a cat is fastened by a pack thread. And then three or four sturdy fellows are appointed to lead and whip the cat. And on the signal given, they seize the end of the rope, don't whip the cat, and then haul the guy into the water, pretending that the cat was pulling him in. So they don't tie the cat up? They might well make a show of attaching the cat, but they don't whip it. They just pull him into the water. No, they pull the guy into the water. Yeah, jokes, bants. Yeah, laughs. But they don't pull the cat into the water. Good. Uh, I don't know what happens to the cat after that, but um, the joke is more on the man. So, 
to finish, and that that's the end of my bit. Uh, let's not torture cats. Woo! Uh, because they are lovely, even when they are dickheads. True. Um, and Monica, she bites me sometimes, but I deserve it. So <laughs> fucking do after that. Yeah. Uh, but then also, um, Nina, I wanted to go back to your cat's got your tongue because oh, yeah. I read one more way that that might be uh, uh, a thing or Ooh, the origin gone. Uh, was linked to witches and their familiars and therefore a witch would cast a spell on you and therefore her familiar might have got your tongue ah. nice. so like, like there's one. a spell that you like can't talk yeah nice yeah um, so that's the end of my bit. Thanks for making us so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's interesting to hear about where it did come from, but it is just a bummer because, like, oh, don't ever hurt animals, no, guys. Don't animals. Like, people are shit, and people have been shit to animals for such a long time. And I find it really interesting because people, some people are like, oh, well, animals don't feel things the way we do. Fuck off. Justify all the horrible things that we do to them. And it's unacceptable because if you have empathy as a human being, then you should never want to hurt an animal. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And on that note, guys, what art have you done? Let's have a look at your crafts. It's a skinless cat. Oh, it's a really cute cat. Rhea's done a cute cat. Yeah, it's adorable. It makes her stories all the sadder. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Nina, what did you do? I did a hatchet for burying the hatchet. Oh, Oh, that's fucking boss, mate. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Love the shading on that. Yeah, guys, you need to get straight on our Instagram and look at that face mask. You used a face mask. We'll blend it. Yeah. Oh, very good. Pro, pro, pro. Ingenious. And um, I don't know if you can see mine. I put it in our little text chat. I did the Tower of Babel, which looks a lot like a weird version of the Tower of Pisa, (laughs) because I didn't know what a tower would look like back then. Uh, yeah, probably tall, going up. Well, it's re- nearly reaching heaven, as you can tell by the fact that it's interacting with the clouds. Nice. I always presume you know, heaven was just above the clouds. That's a very wide tower. Then. Well, it didn't seem structurally sound for it to be really <laughs> skinny. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I agree, I think. Have a, a nice wide base and then... God is less likely to, you know, destroy it. Thank you. Thank you for appreciating my art. And Nina. No, I love that you've made the tower up to heaven structurally sound. It's it's pretty important. Basically an architect now. So great. Um, What are we going to talk about next week? um, Okay, I've got charcoal all over my hands, but let's get in the bag anyway. So get, cat, in get in the bag. Get in the back of the bag. Get in the back of the van. What have you got for us, Nino? I've got 
self-care secrets of the ancients yes yeah that's good oh can we like branch it out to medicine as well like self-care <laughs> medicine Come on, then. Some old uh, medicinal stuff is. Does, I don't amazing. even know why the fuck you're asking permission to do right? something exactly. you're going to do anyway. Oh yeah, that's fair play. <laughs> because <laughs> that way, at least I can I can pretend like I tried. Yeah, yeah. I think I might just talk about hammers or something. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Well, I mean, that's how I do my self care. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent hammers. Cool. <laughs> uh, art. What are we thinking for our art? Um, ooh, um, what haven't we done for a while? Quilling. I'm so avoiding quilling because I spent so long doing it. No, let's do quilling. We can do quilling. Yeah. We can do quilling. quilling. We are quilling and able. Yeah. Roll today. Oh, no. <sighs> or we could try and make things out of matchsticks. No, okay. No, I feel like you might just do a fire, so I don't know. <laughs> Get the matchsticks that have actual match on them. You'd get the ones from Hobbycraft. Oh, Rich. <laughs> quilling it is. <laughs> we'll do, do quilling next week and then maybe we'll put matches matchsticks. Then we'll do posh match the next week. Yeah. Or lollipop sticks. Wooden. No. Oblongs. Yeah. All right. Okay. On. Um, sources, if you liked uh, what we did today and want to read more about it, or you want to go read that really bad Grammarly article, our sources for the episode can be found in the show notes. <laughs> if, if you liked it, can you rate, review, download, subscribe, and mainly share it? If you just share it, it's free. It doesn't cost you any money and it helps us out a lot. So thank you. And send us some ideas, lads. We need more ideas for um, topics because, you know, they're all great, but some of them are just floating around in the bottom there because we're waiting for the perfect time to throw them away. No, to, to do them. But send us <laughs> you some more topics. You can't, in the same breath, ask people to send us topics and then no, say we're throwing some away. If you send them, we will do them. Yeah. We, we did this one but we just might not stick exactly to it because it's our podcast and we do what we want. I do what I want. But please do send us stuff because um, we do really like hearing your ideas. Um, and if you have ideas for crafts too, we'll have a go at those as long as they're not like rich, like Rhea and her matchsticks. <laughs> so rich. <laughs> and I think that's it really for now. Then all that's left to say is thank that, you. Thanks for listening, weirdlings. Spread the weird. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so much cat death, Rhea. I know. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait. It's that's where language comes from. <laughs> this is a group full of animal lovers, man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>